0: Um, this is our second Sunday of this year's Lent series, um, and this really is the first year um, that we've really leaned in or are leaning collectively into into the practice of Lent. So we thought we'll start out small. Um, so is um, I won't ask, but if but if there are, I know there are some people who are doing a. a a full 40-day Lent fast, but what we thought we'll do is, because this is kind of new for many of us, is um, we're going to give you each week something something that you can sort of grab hold of and maybe run with that for that week, um, just as just sort of a, a stepping stone into the Lent tradition.
1: Yes, and Lyndon dragged me up here this week. I was praying all night that Anna would go into labour so that I didn't have to be here, but I woke up this morning and <laughs> hadn't happened, so... Anyway, that's why she's not here. She said, "I'm not coming again to be asked." I haven't <laughs> my baby yet, so. <laughs> um, anyway, nice to be here. So, as Lyndon said, we're kicking off into Lent. I have to put my glasses on because I can't see. Um, and so, our Sunday messages between now and Easter will be, you know, focused on that—the theme of formation to be more like Jesus and less like our culture, which is actually way harder to do then it sounds it sounds kind of like a good one one line formation of the way in Jesus as opposed to being formed by our culture but that's a really strong pull that we all Mm. live under. So Lent symbolizes the 40 days of where Jesus went into the desert facing temptation and the enemy and the enemy of his soul and it's no different today. It's the enemy of our soul. So we're going to have weekly challenges for you to say yes and no to. Today will be no different. I actually wonder That's if people That's to say
0: yes to the challenge not no to it. But you can no to it. say no to it as well, but yeah.
1: Um, I did wonder cuz there's so many people away today if they got word of what we were going to speak yeah, yeah, on Yeah, so they no. Um Yeah. Yeah, so last week Lyndon spoke on silence and solitude and the whole idea of putting down our devices. For me it's not so much a device, it's my knitting cuz I've got so into knitting, I don't I find it very hard to put it down. Um, So I'm fine with my device. My screen time will look great. Um, But it doesn't mean that I'm not distracted by something. So Lennon's challenge last week was around silence and solitude. So how did everyone go? Did anyone
0: do it? Anyone embrace it? Well done.
1: Well done. Two people,
0: three. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. Have a look. Just have a look and see what your um screen. I said, you know, you. It's always a bit scary when you go onto your phone and you swipe and you look and see what your your um your weekly usage is. And so, just have a look and see if if you if you did. Um, the great thing about Lent um is in within the church calendar. One of the encouraging things is it comes around every year, and what that is is built into the fact of like even within this Lent practice. There is, a, there is a constant coming back to you can you could have failed miserably this week that doesn 't matter because you have a whole new week to start over again and so, so and we can sort of, so there 's actually incredible hope within, um, within this Lent tradition within turning to God again within repenting um, and knowing that he's so faithful to come and to meet us again. So this week, we're actually going to do something slightly different. Um, however, I still really do hope it provokes us into a place, like I say, of that repenting and turning, that, that message of... Of of prayer and fasting, the um, the theme of of Lent itself, and and to be honest, I was in it. It's actually been um, a difficult one to prepare. So in our family language, we used to always say like, "Oh, we're going to have." We're going to call a family meeting, and the kids used to always roll their eyes and be like, "Oh, what did I do wrong? You know, like what is it about?" Um, And so, in in many ways, um, this is kind of a bit like a family meeting. Um, You can roll your eyes if you want to. Um, and but one of the things during during worship, I just saw the picture of how many how many of us have seen? I'm sure we have the, the on the news the um, the photos of of the devastation of the flooding, um, particularly in the Hawkes Bay, and how so much of it is um, the water. Yes, is really bad, but it was all the debris and all the uh, do they call it slash um, that, that was. Just somewhere, somewhere, someone up on a hill somewhere was cutting down trees, and this was just a bunch of leftover that actually would have been a lot of work to pick up. It would have been a, it would have taken so much more time and energy, and and it's just it's easy just to leave it there, because what what could happen? And, and then we see the, the, we see the the results of what actually can happen. And so this morning. Um, we actually wanted to take this morning to talk specifically about giving, giving of our time and giving of our money to, to um, Maharangi Vineyard. So if you're visiting or it's your wedding anniversary, listen, you've got nowhere to go but up from here. But, uh, yeah. but, but what we're about to share, if you are visiting or this isn't your church family, take what I'm going to say and run with it in whatever church family that you're committed to. If you're not part of a church family or a church community, can I encourage you, it will be the hardest, most frustrating, best thing you'll ever do. Because there is absolutely no way, I, I don't make emphatic statements that much, but there is no way, put my pointy fingers away, there's no way that we can be formed in the way of Jesus in isolation. It absolutely cannot happen. If it did, I'd be the first one to sign up. But it, it can't. Like, we need one another. We have to do this in, in, in the context of relationship. And so this starts the family meeting. So really, I hope, I hope you're going to be okay with us talking freely and frankly. But to be honest, it's just too important to let go. Like it's, this stuff is too important just to leave on a hill alone to one day be washed down and we see the effects of it and think, why didn't we deal with it? Why didn't we talk about it? Why didn't we do it? So first of all, I want to start with um, of giving of our time um, to, to Maring Vineyard.
1: Yeah, so we, we really intentionally, since we've been leading here now for 15 years, which is crazy, but I don't know why we're still here. Um, I don't mean, that's a joke, sorry. <laughs> sometimes it's a joke, sometimes it's not. Um, anyway, I'm getting way off track. But we, now I've lost my notes, <laughs> but we really do intentionally work to be relaxed and laid back. and um, But it doesn't mean that under that kind of Surface There's not scaffolding that's holding everything up and there's not values that we hold really dear to us. And I think one of the strongest values that we came into this with that people, yes, are the fuel that runs church. We, you're all, you volunteer, we're all volunteers. Well, Lyndon's not, but most <laughs> of the rest of us are. Um, but what we're not okay with is using people as fuel to run this. And what I mean by that is chewing them up and spitting them out at the other end. And the reason we're not okay with it is because we've seen it, and it is just awful. There's no other word for it. People not only walk away from church, but they walk away from faith altogether. And under our watch, I don't ever want that to be a legacy that we leave. Um, There's kind of no reason there's no reason for it, you know. There's no reason for that to happen when there we're a large group of people that can pull together.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's there's we've all heard that really kind of sad statistic of the eighty twenty. You know what I mean? So it's that that basically eighty percent of the work gets done by twenty percent of the people. And and for I actually us,
1: think since COVID it's probably ninety nine, five, <laughs> five
0: <yeah>. maybe. Um, <laughs> but but really um, for us that just simply we we will not accept that as our way forward. Um, we, we, sort of are, we are kind of pretty laid back, but there happens to be things that is like, no, we will not do that. And we don't want to do that. And we also then want to hold intention specifically into what we want to talk about this morning, is that, and yet, there is incredible work that we have been given the privilege of lending a hand to. There are things like our creche and our tribe. You know, all of the young people, kids that that are here, um, that are part of Maharangi Vineyard. And we are inviting all of us to give our time and our energy into seeing that and to making those things happen. I mean, the real the point of it is, we're not talking about babysitting. Like, what, what is going on over there? What's going on in there is not filling time. It is not babysitting while church happens. There is no one who is involved in creche and tribe who has that heart and that mission or that vision a couple of people are a little bit okay about that. But you know, like our heart is that they are in church. They're experiencing Jesus. They're encountering him. Because there is no magic age where all of a sudden then you can become a follower of Jesus. Or you can encounter him. Or you can be prompted to pray for someone. Or prompted to encourage someone or be that voice or be that part for someone else. Our heart is, our hope is, our desire is that that happens from as young an age as it even freaks us out. Do you know? Like, and so, so we're not sitting up here inviting you into a role of being a babysitter. We're inviting you into a role where you get the absolute privilege of modeling Jesus to the next generation. You see, now's when I should pass around the sign-up sheet. But wait, there's more.
1: And so often is the case, you know, it used to be our family motto, and I know a few families here that do it, you know many hands make light work and we're all going to do this together and even though there's a bit of whinging in the background but it is just so true that if everyone lent a hand no one would be burnt out in this place it's it's true and not only that but we'd have the satisfaction in partnering with God's kingdom and mm-hmm. what he's doing and that that's like the really cool part of it in the case of our tribe over the road we're going to um, highlight them this morning but there's three incredible leaders who work over there at Sherilyn Grace and Tammy, who is over there now. And those guys serve so passionately, mm. and they give it their all. I have seen some of their work, and i you can just hear the passion in their voices. And those kids over there are encountering Jesus powerfully. But what we need is a team of people to get behind them and serve as helpers. You don't have to, because it kind of is my worst nightmare too, you don't have to be up front being... Um, you know, the life of the party, like Grace and and do so well. Um, but what they need is people to get behind them and just be there as helpers to take a small group of kids to prepare morning tea, just to do whatever they need you to do, and to just serve the incredible work that's already happening.
0: And and like, I'm going to kind of do the whole thing of preempting. So you might be sitting there thinking, yes, I hear all that, and and yet my time has been in gone. I've, I've I've paid the price, I've got the scars, I've done my bit, you know, like, you know, and, and, and what I'd like to do is to challenge you in that thinking. Or you might be sitting here and thinking, listen, I spend all week with kids in one role or being a teacher or doing whatever. Or, or I've had my grandkids every, every week or do this or that. Um, but what I'd like to challenge you with is what we're talking about is not parenting, it is not school and it is and it is not about being a grandparent either it is about modeling Jesus to that next generation it is about being part of an environment where we prayed this morning, Annette and I, in prayer meeting. Oh, we should have added that to the list. of Get along to the prayer meeting as well. But this morning, Annette and I prayed. It is, it is the reality that what goes on, what's going on over there right now are seeds that will stay with those children and young people their entire life. The, the truth that is being imparted in them that we, it will never leave them, it will never forsake them, like we 're all here and we 're all older i was just going to say old, and we 're all jaded in some way or another. We know how tough life gets and so and so does God. So does Jesus. He knows how tough it is. And yet he says, the words that are imparted in our children and our young people stay with them through everything. All of it. That's what's going on over there. Why are we here if that's what's happening over there? We've gone off track. So... um so that, oh yeah, that's the preempting. that no, not me, I've done my bit. Um, I challenge that. Because why wouldn't we? At the moment, um, so where we're at on a, on a practical note, is we're down to five helpers for, for all of, of tribe. We're just talking about tribe right now. Um, three of those five helpers are in one family. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Aren't and you then, glad you came to my Reggae Vineyard for your yeah. one-year anniversary? Um, so I feel really bad for these guys. We'll give you a big chocolate at the end. It'll be fine. Um, but, but like again, this is, this is stuff that we could just leave, like Slash, because it's just stuff. It's, got, it's a lot of work to sort out. Mm-hmm. But if we just leave it and it just sits there, sooner or later, something's going to come through and we're going to really regret we didn't do something about it. I mean, children, I don't want to be part of a church that doesn't put our heart and our soul and our prayer and our hard work and our energy into the next generation. Like, what more could we do? Like, really? Like, I'd rather, I'd rather just hum quietly than, than put our energy, all our energy and time into a, a great worship service, but our children have no idea who Jesus is. I, um, where am I at? Yeah, here. I completely understand. Like, honestly, the last few months. Like, I have been the chief among lamenters. Like, honestly, uh, who knew that rain was going to be a traumatic event in your life and you're going to be triggered every time you hear the sound of rain? I do now, which is really exciting. Like, or the wind blows and you just feel like crawling in a hole and covering it with dirt, you know? Like, I get it. It has been a really tough couple of months. And then just to make it more exciting, that's on top of, A few years I wrote two years and Angela's like, do you know it's actually like three years since we heard the word COVID nineteen? Like and so I totally one hundred percent understand the natural inclination to to circle the wagons to use my American Western contact. You know, like that whole thing of like just it's all hard out there, let's just circle up. I understand and it is so normal. To, to just hunker down, to turn in, to close ranks, to retreat. Um, and yet, we simply cannot stay there. We were not made to stay there. Like, that is not the call of God's church. It is not the call of Maharangi Vineyard. We're not foolish, and we don't pretend like none of it happens. We acknowledge all of the pain, we acknowledge all of the hardship, and yet we stand. And we keep going. And really, what we're talking about, is there anything more valuable... Then our children and our young people, is there anything more that is more worthwhile to actually say, do you know what? I feel like lying in the hole, but if there's gonna be something to get me up, it's that am I still on? Yes, I'm still going.
1: That's your idea to have Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. Or? Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyone <laughs> listening online, don't you dare turn the podcast off now. <laughs> you keep listening. And finally, um, finally, the other area that we wanted to talk about was, um, was uh, to communicate our current situation in, in financial giving. Now, again, let me preface, if this is not your church family, please just take what I'm about to say and apply it to the church family that you're part of. Um, and, but yet you sort of yeah, you're here now, sorry. Um <laughs> And we've been really, really consciously made the decision, based on everything that I spoke about as far as the last few years, to really not kind of go there, talk about money, particularly about, specifically about giving in Maharingi Vineyard. Um, You know, in the middle of a global pandemic, in the middle of rising interest rates, in the middle of a cyclone, but hey, the sun's shining today, so let's go there, right? (laughs) And if I can get you to laugh in a giving talk, I feel like it's a personal win, like it's kind of like one of my internal goals. But um, we just wanted to share a little bit about where we're at.
1: Yeah, so currently, um, a financial year finishes on the 31st of March. And currently with one month left, or not even one month now, left in the financial year, we're looking at a $21,000 loss to date um, for this particular financial year. There was a loss last year too, it wasn't as big as that. Um I just wanted to make it really clear that loss is not due to an increase in expenditure. It's due to a decline in giving. And so to give some context, we've at Maharangi Vineyard there's approximately ninety-two households, families that call this church home. And that's being that's not taking the people that we see once a year. That's like the, the regular people whose faces we see throughout the year. And forty seven of those households currently contribute to the life and mission of the church. So there that equates financially. To f- financially, yeah. yes. So that equates to fifty one percent. And that is all different kinds of giving. That can be from people who give three dollars a week to out of the box to people who tithe and everything in between.
0: Yeah. And our heart is is sort of like kind of a bit like what I said last week around God's God's heart never for us in the in the Invitation to repentance he's never about like sort of a break even sort of God, just kind of like just don 't be in the red um, and so our heart is that we you know our desire is we don 't get out of bed in the morning to break even we get out of bed in the morning to grow to to actually to know that we are called to do something really important in our community that our community needs us they need churches, they need Maharangi vineyard, but they need churches. All around this area, our community, whether they know it or not, need us. They need us to grow. They need us to be there, to be that place. And whether they come through the doors once a month, once a year, once every five years, or never yet, at some point, at some place, they need us to be here to be that faithful witness, to be that light. And so our hope, our desire as Maharingi Vineyard is that we continue to grow, that we want to invest more and more and more money into the mission uh, that we've been given. Like we've now shared with us weeks ago, we want to hire a youth pastor. We don't want to do that just because I want another staff member, as lovely as they all are. (laughs) <laughs> we, we do that because we want our money to, to prove where our value is. And funny enough, even with, through all of this reality that you're just being thrust upon you, is even in the light of all of that, we have this niggling, niggling desire that we actually believe that we're being called to have a permanent home. You think twenty-one thousand sounds rough? Like you're talking—that's huge. A permanent home in this area, not not somewhere in the wops of nowhere where land is cheap. Like, but somewhere where where people driving past say, "Oh, that's Maharangi Vineyard. I've heard of that." Oh, the, the, you know what I mean? Like, so in all of that, which is crazy, is is that we know that there is more. You know, and it is the simple fact of, of mission and vision. All of this, it always costs money. There's, it's, it always has and it always will. In Jesus' day, Jesus' ministry was funded by, oddly enough, a bunch of women. And so if Jesus needed money to do the mission, what, you know? of course we do too. Maybe women could be the ones that write out the APs. So who knows? I don't know. But, but it always has, and it, and it was true then, and it's true today. So really what we want you to do is family meeting's almost over. You've endured it as well as the right <laughs> children have. I haven't seen any eye rolling or any elbows until, yeah, that's your fault. Um So well done. So we just wanted to leave you with, this is what our our weekly Lent challenge is going to be. So some things to take away from all of this.
1: Yeah, so it's twofold this week. Um, So you get two for the price of one, two challenges. But the first one is about bringing your time and energy. So if you aren't helping on Tribe or crash or maybe youth, or I mean, there's so many different teams. Some of them are well better service than others, but particularly right now, tribe is in dire straits, and so is Crash if we're going to be really frank. Um, please reach out to us. We need your help. So you can either see Grace or Tammy, who's over the road now, or Sherilyn or us or or anyone. We would love you to do that.
0: That's right, and and secondly, if um, you are part of the that fifty one percent who do contribute financially to the life of Maharangi Vineyard, first of all, thank you. Like thank you for from from like Angela said, the person who has a three dollar a week AP that covers milk. I think it does. Does milk still cost three dollars? Anyway, something like that. that to, up until those those families that give. Um, that tie, that give basically on their household income and they give a percentage of that week, week in week out, thank you so much um, can we invite you um, we, we had a laugh in here because what I have written down here is can we ask so for, for those people who give, can we ask you this week to prayerfully consider having a look at those APs and what we laughed about is how easy it is to set up an AP and forget about it and never really readjust it, the joke is I couldn't set up an AP if someone had a gun to my head I wouldn't even know where to go or what to do about it but, but if you're like me see the person in your household who knows how to set up an AP and, and genuinely spend some time praying and, and asking God does this does this AP represent obedience in, in for us today that's it still secondly uh, still me yeah I know um Go carry on from there, and, and secondly, so then if you're part of of um, Maharangi Vineyard or part of any church, really, this is where it extends to um, to all of us, and and you're a follower of Jesus, and giving financially is not has not up until now been part of your faith journey. Can I please invite you to start? There genuinely is. It is genuinely the only way that there will be a part of your, that, like, how am I going to say this? In your formation process of becoming like Jesus, there is something that giving does that nothing else will take its place. Does that make sense? Kind of got around it the wrong way around. But but there is something about it. And and all of us who do it know what it's like. Can I tell you, if you're sitting here and thinking, I'd love to, but I I just don't even know how that would work. I can't. I feel everything in my feelings says you can't afford it. Hands up if when you started giving, you felt like you couldn't afford it. Like that's kind of really normal. And I'm not saying you be silly about it and just all of a sudden you know, go nuts. But, but encounter, ask Jesus to give you, to meet you in this. He's invited you into it. It's not like he invites us into something and then just leaves us to it. And please by no means do this because we've just sat up here and said this. Because if you've allowed us to talk you into it, you're going to be so easy enough to be talked out of it. Let it be something that is, is a marker of you meeting with Jesus. And because of that encounter, something is shifted. And, and your money and, and that aspect of your life is in obedience to what God says. Cool. I think we're it. Well done. The kids hey, let's the road stand we up. We'll sing a song wash it all and let it go in. But yeah, um, happy anniversary. <laughs> I do. It's hilarious. I'm going to write that in my, my memoirs one day.